What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to actually episode 27 of the MM Arcade <laughs> podcast. Touch wood, Rob. I hope this podcast works, bro. <laughs> Mate, you and me both. You and me both. We actually lost an episode last week just because like for whatever reason and fingers crossed this yeah. episode that the screen <laughs> camera kept freezing after every so often so i don't know yeah. i did some updates i'm 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 using my uh my old computer and there's cables everywhere we're just <laughs> i'm just trying you know to get the episode out to make it work hopefully i'll have something in the works yeah. coming soon and i can let you guys know my my new specs but here we are still trying you know Sick. battling on <laughs> Dude, it was actually not so bad because we managed to save the most important segment from last week and the video ended up doing all right. So like every now and again, if we're short on time, we might do like a shorter mini cast and put that out because at least you get something mm. if, if, if it's not the full episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you guys let us know if you guys are interested in breaking the podcast up. We we like running it the way we are, like where we have our we have yeah. our fight segment, then our, our game segment. But if you guys are interested in in breaking up the casts, let us know. Let us know. You, as you guys already know, yeah. we base the podcast largely on the comments and the feedback and the suggestions you guys give us in the comments. So let us know, let us know, let us know. For sure. So let's start off talking about the latest UFC fight night. We're going to be recapping, in particular, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. I'm going to say Paul Craig. I swear, Americans, you say Paul Craig. I have no idea what's the correct pronunciation, but Paul Craig, that's how we say it in Australia. He was defeated by Brendan Allen, specifically by submission, um, in thir mm -hmm. at 38 seconds of the third round. Rob, you, I think you just watched this, so it's fresh in your mind. What did you think of Brendan mm -hmm. Allen versus Paul Craig? Yep, yep. I uh, I missed it on the day, <laughs> unfortunately, but I, I did catch up <laughs> yesterday, uh, just now. And in regards to Paul Craig, I, I don't think he's American, so. <laughs> like, I feel so it's like, definitely Paul Craig. Good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not Craig. Yeah. I reckon it's Craigy, you know what I mean? But <laughs> uh, the fight, um, Paul Craig's one of those dudes. Honestly, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, if I broke, would have broken down this, this fight b before seeing it, I would have said Paul Craig is a bit too ploddy on his feet, relies too much mm. on his reach, but he doesn't have enough movement. And he obviously invests heavy into his grappling game. He's very good off his back. I think grappling off your back is a terrible place to be in MMA. And, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's a dude that has like hardcore evidence that that is a yeah. bad place to be. This isn't the first time he's like pulled guard or just played on the bottom and just, just gotten, just gotten him beat, just gotten beat up. Like that's what happened yeah. for, for two rounds. Uh, you know, Brennan Allen obviously did the good reversal. He's very good at that. What, what's it called? That that sweep. Um, mm. The mm. Hiragushi, maybe Haraguchi. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he's very good at that. He's very good at that sweep off the fence. Got mm. into mount, then obviously half guard, and and just controlled Brennan Allen there. But you, you could see how accepting Brennan Allen was. I'm um, not Brennan Allen. Paul Craig was. Yeah, to be on the bottom because obviously he invests heavily into his bottom game. He likes that, and, and given he's very dangerous there, but mm. you know it's a bad place to be in MMA. And his face, his face showed and paid for that. <laughs> Dude, it was like I, I was getting 
frustrated for him because yeah, he he was so comfortable on the bottom, and I, and I get it. Like the way that he's too able to control, too comfortable. I agree. The way that he was able to control Allen's legs to try and prevent as many of the uh, you know the elbows in the ground and pound as possible, that was impressive. And in particular, do you remember that sequence from the first round where he went for the calf slice and then Allen reversed mm-hmm. that into an almost re naked choke? That was the coolest bit of jujitsu MMA that I've ever seen. I, I freaking love that. And the problem is. No, ever. No, I, I, I embellish tracks <laughs> a little bit, but it was very, very cool to see. Um, but the problem is, is that you can't do that forever. And then eventually, Alan, how brutal was that elbow that just cut him open? It was insane. You can't just be on your back the entire fight. That's, I don't know. I get frustrated watching no, the fight. <laughs> you're 100% right there, Johnny. You're like, you are 100% right there. We'll make an MMA coach out of you yet, right? Because... <laughs> It, it 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 is it is a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be. I, understandably, there are guys that play back and they're very good. There's a lot of submissions, a lot of wins from there. But mm. I think, generally speaking, bad place to be. Brent Allen, I think he's um it's a taller guy. He's yeah. obviously got a really wide base. He's he's a terror on top. You can see with his submission streak that's going on right now and the mm-hmm. way he controls people on the ground. He's got jujitsu. He's got game there and he uses that to great advantage. And mm-hmm. more or less, he he beat up Brennan Allen. Uh, he beat up Paul Craig for two rounds and then submitted him in the third. Yeah, man. And this is uh, Paul Craig. I think people like seem to forget. I also forgot. This is a guy that has victories against Jamal Hill, against Mauricio Rua. Like he is a very, very accomplished fighter. Mm-hmm. He's obviously getting on a little bit. So this is a huge, huge win for Brendan Allen. And now it's called into the question, who does he fight next? He is like looking for a number one contenders fight now. People are speculating. Does he fight Vittori, Costa, Cannoneer? Someone said your name, and I said, that's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. But like, who do you I'm pretty actually sure think? he said my name. Did he actually? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> He's on a streak, but come on. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think he should fight next? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. He in in his in his speech he said he wants to fight a contender he wants to fight other he wants to fight me or Cannoneer and yada 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 it's uh yeah. it's it's hard to say it's is he I think he's number ten now he's number ten now he's obviously just broken into those those top yep. guys I don't know I'm not a matchmaker Paul Craig wasn't a wasn't a tenth ranked dude he wasn't in the top ten rankings you know so he no you know, he's got to have his bite still. I guess, you know, yep. the, the the top 10 fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just do your work. UFC realize that, recognize that. The matchmakers are For there. Sure. I don't I don't know. I don't know who he fights next. To be honest, I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair, fair. If like, I was to, to play a matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> if I was to play matchmaker, he's currently eighth, so he's moved up two spots. Technically, he's ahead of Chemaev, which is freaking hilarious. Can I be real, bro? If we're saying that Hazmat Chemaev shouldn't fight for the title next, and he's not now anymore, we'll talk about that in a second. I actually think Brendan Allen's a good shout, but if it's not Chemaev and Dalidze already has another fight organized, and Costa obviously didn't fight against Chemaev, probably Costa or Vittori. That that would be my guess. Yeah, Costa's a mad fight for him. Jeez, yeah, yeah Costa's a mad fight for him. I just want to see Costa actually. Fight like get in. When there does he ever do fight, something. bro? When does this guy actually <laughs> when, fight? Dude, when, <laughs> when? <laughs> he's yeah. 
man. Actually, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's it, all anyway. about just like sound bites. <laughs> and tweets. Have you seen that guy's Twitter? Yeah. He tweets out the weirdest stuff, oh, man. It's, uh, it's out of control. It is. But all right, well, let's see who Brendan Allen fights next. It was a pretty impressive performance against Paul Craig. And, and Paul, I honestly don't don't know what he does next. But let's move can, on now. Yeah, go on, go on. Can, can I ask? Can I ask? Was mm. it an impressive performance against Paul Craig? Because I feel like Paul Craig is one of those guys that, like, when he's on, he's on. He, he, he fights people. Or the likes like of Jamal Hill, you know, Rua. Like he he fights yeah. he he fights and beats really high level dudes. And then when he's not on, he just gets absolutely smashed. He gets smoked. Like I feel like we don't see anything out of him because yeah, that showing of his, you know, what yesterday day before there was it was a bad showing. It was a bad showing. He I agree. I don't think he did anything. I don't think he landed a punch and then he stayed on the bottom. Well, mm-hmm. he attempted a calf slice in round one. <laughs> like, Which was cool. Boy. I'll be real. That was cool. But yeah, that was the one highlight from him. Yeah, calf slices are one of those things, though. It's like not a jointy sort of pain. So you kind of, mm. so it's a hard submission to finish a guy off. Like, unless you were yeah. like in that position where Delize did it against Hermanson, where you use the calf slice to get on top and then just lay heavy leather, dude. Um, mm. It's one of those submissions that's, that's like if you can put up with pain, you, you're gonna usually get through it, I guess. Yeah, mm. but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would say like it's it's a victory that was expected, especially on against someone that was so willing to lie on his back. Even though Paul Craig has the the like the wins that he does, um, I would still say it was impressive on Brendan Allen's side because he actually finished the fight. You know, was going for five rounds. He finished it pretty dominantly in the, in the third. He um, did. But yeah, I, I still do think that he needs another fight in order to try and get into that contention space. There, there, there are too many people, especially even in the top five alone, but even above him in seventh and sixth, that are still a step ahead of him. I think he needs to slow down a little bit and get a step up fight against, I would say Costa. I think Costa needs to freaking get back in the cage, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, it seems like that dude's always free anyway. You know what I, I know. mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. A- anyway, let's let's move on to some more general UFC news. This is UFC news, mind you, that we couldn't talk about like two weeks ago or so when it actually came out. So we want to quickly go through a few of these. So there were a bunch of title fight announcements. And Rob, I want to get your opinion on, on a few of them. So again, first of all, middleweight, your division. Sean Strickland's going to be fighting Trickers 2 plus C on January 20 as part of UFC 297. What do you think of that fight? Yeah, I, I'm interested in that fight. I think, you know, it just top of my head, I would have to say Sean pieces him up five rounds, mm. wins by decision. Trickers is a tough dude. Don't see him going anywhere. But I also thought Izzy was going to outpoint him. Right, yeah. I, uh, and Drickus is awkward. He's unorthodox, and he's tough as nails. He's going to come into this fight ready for ready for the mm. dog fight that Drickus likes to make it. But in saying that, Drickus is actually really good at keeping that space, that distance, keeping on the end of his jabs, and just keeping that high pressure volume going. So I'm curious. Top of my head, I'd have to say Sean would be the favorite. Um, yeah, going into this fight, he'd be the safer pick. But, you know, Drickus has surprised people before. You know, he surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but you did. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think Sean is definitely the favorite on this one, especially after how he performed against against Izzy. Um, like that was so out of nowhere, so unexpected. But it's at least I would say this: I prefer this than seeing Chemayev in there straight away. Now, Chemayev is probably nursing that injury with his wrist or hand or whatever he did in, in his previous fight against Usman. Um, this is the better matchup to make. And the division is open now. Like, I'm actually enjoying how open the middleweight division is now, especially if Izzy's going away for a few years. Like, I know we joked about it, mm. but he's definitely going to be away for a little bit now. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm very happy with the movement. There's a lot of spaces. There's a lot of, a lot of people m- moving around, looking for fights, mm-hmm. looking for fights. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, it's but there's movement. There's movement, and I, I think sure. it's 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 good movement. It's good mm-hmm. good for the division. Whether the division got a little stuck there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next fight that we have to talk about is Alexander Volkanovsky against Ilya Topuria fighting at UFC 298 on February 17. Now, obviously, I think this was originally planned for January. Seems to be pushed out a month. Hopefully, that helps Volk, you know, recover from his mm-hmm. previous loss. But what do you think of this fight? It's tricky because you don't know what the way he lost last fight if that'll affect him in any way. You know, before that yeah. last loss against Makachev, Volk was unstoppable, and everyone would have said so. Volk, no one would have second guessed him. No one would have second guessed his his reign. And then yeah. to 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 a degree, I still don't. I think in his division, he's he's been a monster. There hasn't really been anyone that's come close. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, having a loss like that, the way it happened with with Makachev, I don't know. You know, he also opened up after the fight, so there's things there, but you don't know. You don't. Know. Headspace is such mm-hmm. a big part of the fight world and the fight game. Yeah. So, I guess seeing how he deals with all that, puts it all together, packages it all, and comes in because, oh, honestly. A Volk that's on, you know, sound everywhere, doesn't lose to anyone in that division. He's been a monster in that division running rampant for ages. So, yep. yeah. I, I would still I would think he'd be the favorite though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he is the favorite. It's it's the question mark now though, given the the manner in which he lost. Um, and it, because mm-hmm. Ilya Teporia is such a knockout artist, like he's such an awesome striker. I was watching a few of his highlights before. Um I would still say, though, I think the chances are Volk did what he did last time when he lost against Makachev. Again, it wasn't as convincing of a loss the previous time, but he came back and he dominated in his return title defense. And I yep. I hope that I see that, for one, but I actually do think that we're going to see that. But Tapuria is a probably, I'd say this, Rob, probably the worst matchup that Volk could ask for right now, given what happened with Makachev. Definitely. Definitely. And you know Taporia's only work in head kicks at the moment. Because <laughs> that, that's been there. It's been there on Volk for forever. A, a, like a lot yeah. yeah, forever. A lot of his fights have been pointed out a lot of times. He's susceptible mm-hmm. to that kick. So maybe maybe it was a good thing that it happened because it exposed him and now he's going to address it. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, let's wait and see. That one's in February. And the next one, which is on March 9 at UFC 299, Sean O'Malley versus Chito Vera. The rematch. Dude, 
I'm actually very excited for this one. I was recently watching a few Sean O'Malley fights, even his like his first fight in the UFC. That dude just has this capacity to f- completely fold people. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Cheeto Berra has his number. It's going to be a very, very good fight. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's... Again, it, Sean O'Malley has an uncanny way of finding the knockout point, he, of finding his mark, that target. Yeah. It's I mentioned it before he fought... Um, Bah. Uh, Jamal, uh, Sterling. Now, Jermaine. Sterling. I I mentioned it before he fought Sterling that he has an uncanny ability to find his mark, to find that knockout. And I don't think it'll be any difference in this fight, but I do think there is going to be like a mental uh, thing at play because yeah, I don't know. I saw the I saw the face off. Between Cheeto and, and Sean, and dude, Cheeto Barra looks mean. He he's looks a killer, bro. I swear, absolutely <laughs> psycho. Like, and yeah, he like, and you can tell in his eyes that he's looking at Sean. Like, I've beaten you once, yep, and I'll yep. beat you again. And <laughs> mate, I'm so for this fight. I'm so for this fight because yeah. we, we obviously didn't get to see how that fight would have played out going longer with the injury to his leg. Yeah, but then he Cheetah was kicking him <laughs> in the home. Well, like what? It's, exactly. Uh, of course he was. Like the leg went out for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm so for this fight. I'm so for this fight. Yeah, I I, I really do think. To be fair, I, I I backed Sterling in the last fight, and Sean O'Malley completely surprised me. Um, so <laughs> there is a good chance that he'll do it. But if I was going to give an early prediction, I'd say Cheeto because. Cheeto's been impressive. Obviously, he lost against Sanhagen uh, by split decision. But I think he does have his number. I think the mental warfare is going to play a factor. <clears throat> this is someone that Sean lost to. Leg aside, yeah. that was caused by the kick. Uh, I think Cheeto has his number. Mm, I'm, you know, I'd love to see that. But I, I do think Sean, I, I've mentioned it a million, million times. He's, he can find his mark. He can find yeah. his shot. He's so good at setting up those shots and he can throw those shots from a lot of different angles. He's got the reach. Yeah, I think Vera has to play this fight carefully or it's only a matter of time for sure before Sean gets him and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bag yeah. Sean for this fight just because, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the ability. All right. Well, those are the big title announcements that we missed mm-hmm. out on, but we still got some other UFC news that we want to talk about. The big one by far is what is happening in the heavyweight division. So obviously Aspinall, Smack Pavlovich, you know, surprised a lot of people in, in doing so. Didn't surprise a lot of people because everyone knew what Aspinall, you know, ha- had in his arsenal. But Aspinall won. He's the interim champ. And now that he's calling for Jones to relinquish his heavyweight title, his, um, his title because obviously he's injured. He's, they said at least eight months, but since he's getting a bit older now, it could actually be longer than that. And Aspinall would like to see the division move on. I agree that you can't really have an interim belt be defended. That doesn't make any sense. So I agree that the title should be relinquished. And Aspinall seems like he wants to fight Stipe and not Garn because there's a big fight between Garn. I think in the past, Garn refused a fight from Aspinall. Now this is Aspinall getting one back on Garn. And how many title opportunities Mm. has Garn had in the past three years? Um, So what do you think about all this, Rob? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I do agree. You can't. It's very hard to hold the division up for eight months, for seven months. Yeah. Sorry, it's uh, it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. Obviously, if he were to relinquish the title, 
he would slot straight back into that atten- like yeah. title attack, which would be mm. essentially the same thing. But yeah, it's it's hard to 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 leave a division, especially with a an interim belt for eight months. Mm. It's it's going to be tricky navigating for the UFC. This is going to be one of those moments UFC are going to have to step in and either do some shenanigans people aren't happy with, or you know what I mean. It's yeah. It's a it's a bit of a lose lose situation. I think it'd be healthier for the vision to just relinquish the title and then pass it on so that he can start defending it, moving it, and that starts moving the division F moving the division on. And then obviously yeah. when Jones comes back, he just slots in for that attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it it's a tricky call to make from the UFC's angle. It, it is tricky, but let me ask you. If it was Aljamain Sterling in this position, do you think the UFC would wait for him? No. No way. Like, that's the, that, no that way. Is the straight answer. He, he, he would not. But, and, and I don't think they would wait for anyone else, maybe aside from John Jones. And that's why it's being considered. I know that he's considered the GOAT, especially in Dana's eyes. I know he's done a lot for the <laughs> UFC. And obviously, he had a, such a convincing win against Garn to get the title in the first mm. place. But if this was anyone else, that title would be would be relinquished because it's too long and you can't have an interim t- uh, champion defending the belt. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, if anyone's going to get their way, it's going to be him. Like, he's, yeah. he's probably one of the few that have actually earned the stripes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm just you know, saying it's not it's like not he's fair. just a champion. He was, like he was like a, yeah, yeah. a ridiculous amount of times defending he- light heavyweight champion. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's 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 his service <laughs> as has been noted, right? Yeah, but at the very least, like, yes, he mm. gets stripped of the title. But as you said, he'd slot right back in, assuming that Aspinall's still there, because I reckon Aspinall would run through Stepe. You set it up for for Aspinall versus versus Jones. The, the one thing that I will say is that if you're Stipe, you'd probably wait until the Jones fight because it's a bigger money fight. And I think it's so hard to say what's an easier fight because they're both crazy people. But I would say Jones against Stipe is better for Stipe than Stipe against Aspinall. It's hard to Why? say. I don't know. I'm doubting myself saying that. Because of money. <laughs> Because like contracts yeah. are negotiated before fights, like I yeah, I, they're generally not not worked out fight to fight basis unless he's his, in which case, then mm. all props to him. I wish everyone to get the most amount of money they can. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I would tricky. Like I said, like it is lose lose sort of situation. Yeah. And then obviously that leaves Garn probably to fight Jalton Almeida. That's going to be a very interesting fight. But the very last one, Rob, that I wanted to mention it to you is Roman Delize finally has a an opponent. He's versus mm-hmm. Nazardine Imovov at uh, a UFC event on February 3rd. Which one is that one? I think that's a fight night. It's nice to see that Delize had time to spend with his family during Christmas and now <laughs> has the fight in the middleweight division. And Im- Imovov is a, is a decent fight. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, like that just um, – I wonder what that means for like myself and other guys up in the up at the top. You know, obviously I'm still trying to yeah. get that Usman fight because I think that would be sick, but I don't I don't know whether or not he's going to stay in middleweight mm. just because of, of, of the whole Colby and Leon fight and if Colby wins, it, you for know sure. what I mean? It makes perfect sense, right? But, yeah, yeah you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm looking forward to that fight and for the new year. I, I have a good feeling about next year. I've been training like a demon and uh, the division is moving and there are names that are going to be free. So we'll be talking about that soon. Hell yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it, man. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is it for all of our UFC chat for today at 24 minutes or so in. Next up, mm-hmm. we've got game news. Now, this is a topic that I wanted to talk about last week, but we're going to talk about it today. We're going to be Before talking about game of the quickly. year. Oh, go on. Yeah. Uh, just just quickly, sorry. Just remember, guys, also, this, this these aren't our predictions. We were just literally top of the, top of the cuff um, talking about our first impressions on potential fights. The breakdowns happen the week before the fight, as you guys already know, as a lot of our fans know. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And dude, next week's one, we have a sick fight (laughs) night. Like we have so many freaking fights. Hold on. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. We've got Dariush against Sarukian, Hooker and Green, Font Figueredo, Brady Gastelum. And isn't that the one, isn't uh, Ferguson fighting as well? Against Patty? Oh, yeah, with Patty. Oh, mate, I've oh. been seeing – have you been seeing the clips of him training with um, – David Goggins? What is going on Goggins? there? Uh, yeah. Mate, and like it's – every clip <laughs> is like Goggins doing his thing, like powering up something. <laughs> like apparently they've walked 45 kilometers, done 7 billion push-ups or whatever. And uh. Like Ferguson's the back vomiting or dying. <laughs> every Every video is just – Ferguson suffering and Goggins <laughs> just like like talking him through it. And I, I am so for it. I want to see a Goggins version of Ferguson come into this next fight because uh, part of me wants to see Paddy get it right. And part of me wants to see Ferguson. Everyone go does. Everyone so does. I, I'm so for that fight, mate. So for that fight. Hell yeah. I made I made a mistake, by the way. I thought it was it was next week, but it's actually part of UFC 296. My apologies. So we have the fight night. In terms of our predictions, Rob, for the rest of the year, next mm-hmm. week we'll be talking about Dariush and Sarukian. The week after that, we got Song Yadong against Chris Gutierrez um, to talk about. And then obviously UFC 296 to finish up the year. Edwards Covington, Pantoja against Roval, Shavkat Rachmanov yeah. against Wonderboy, Tony Ferguson, Paddy Pimblett. We've got some good episodes a, for the rest of the year. What a card. Man. What a card. What a card. They're all awesome. Simple. They're all good cards. <laughs> all right. Let's let's uh, talk about the games, dude. So uh, we're talking about game hey, of the one year. One second. Rob, I w- Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off again. You dude. don't want to talk about game of the year. It's fine. No, it's fine. I, I did it. I did it in that like this awkward quiet space. Can I go bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You dude. know, you know I'm not cutting minutes. this out. I'm not cutting I'll be this two out. Minutes. I'll two minutes. I'll wait here for two minutes do? while you're gone. Entertain them. Entertain them. This is genuinely. I'm not cutting this shit out i'm really not i want to highlight by the way some of you kind of are like oh why do you interrupt each other there is a bit of an internet delay as you can kind of tell today it's particularly bad it's like up to 10 seconds it's kind of crazy that's why we kind of interrupt each other sometimes but i'm going to keep talking through this essentially we're going to be talking about game of the year next and and who rob thinks should be game of the year but the funniest thing is that I don't think Rob's actually played any of these games properly. It's probably going to be like some weird-ass top-down isometric indie game should be game of the year. And let's see. Oh, my God. Rob, I love you, bro. I'm going to start a timer. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me start a timer. 
All right. He says two minutes, right? And I've started this timer pretty late. Let's go. Timer is on. Oh, I hear noise already. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Almost uh, did a maggot, dude. Do, do you feel there. good? Was that a relief? Way better. Way better. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. It's too much work like for stress- one, but two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like stressing <laughs> at the end of like the UFC segment. Dude, it's because you drink like a giant bucket of water every podcast. Where is it? Have to, show show have us to. your giant jug. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so dehydrated, bro. Like, and I got my I got my electrolytes here. I'm just so dehydrated. No wonder why you hot go to the bathroom. It it, ha- it has been uh, hot lately. Um, all right, C- can we do it? Can we talk about game of the year, Rob? Let's do it. You gonna... Game news. Game right. news. By the way, I did give them the heads up uh, before before we start that there is a bit of an internet delay. That's why we often talk over each other mm. but we're not actually talking over each other it's because of the delay yeah um, yeah by accident my dad brings it up all the time he's like it's like why do you keep interrupting man i'm like i don't notice when yeah, like yeah. there's a delay i don't notice when he stops talking sometimes sometimes he's just having a breath and i take that as a cue and i jump yep. in <laughs> there's this i reckon there's a solid today especially like when i finish talking it takes you five seconds to respond that's just like the delay that we have today, so it's kind of crazy. But yeah, your camera's yeah. working; it hasn't broken it is. yet. It Isn't is. That good it news? hasn't broken yet. It hasn't broken. <laughs> and I am going to look up Starlink. <laughs> so it might help me I was out. A, Rob, I was at JB Hi-Fi today. I walked by a Starlink uh, product, and I was like, "Yeah, you need to buy that." I, I think you you would love yeah. it. It'd be much better to. than what you have right now. Elon, hit so, us up. Let's, get, it, let's, get, <laughs> hit, hit us if up. If you're watching. Let's, yeah, if you're watching, mate, can I please have a Starlink? <laughs> uh, but let, let's talk about Game of the Year, all right? So at the Game Awards, that is taking place in, in December. Jeff Keighley has come out with all the nominees for Game of the Year this year. And Rob, this is the list from top to bottom in no particular mm-hmm. order. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not going to say anything. I just want to get your thoughts. What do you think about that game of the year list? Uh, it's. I feel like there's a pretty, pretty straight winner there. I, I would yep. say there's going to be a close second, and the rest are kind of just not really in the same talks. Mm. What, what do you think if the I'm close second honest. is? Out of, out of curiosity. Tears of the Kingdom. That's a good shout, man, because the journos love their Zelda. They, every time there's a Zelda Mate, game, it's always game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's always, whenever they whenever it launches, everyone, like, especially your, your cult fans, like, you know, you know, you know who I'm talking to, you Zelda-loving, yeah. Nintendo <laughs> Switch-playing people uh. of... The Earth, like, there's, you know, there's a group of views that as soon as it comes out, you're putting in 400 hours on it, right? You know the law of every Zelda game since the, since it started, right? So, yep. I, I, and it, it is a, it's, it is one of those games that just keeps on giving, keeps on giving. It yep. is. You can jump back into it and do something completely different, and I understand that. Even though I don't particularly didn't particularly love the game, I just couldn't get into mm. it. But I understand how good it is, right? But but it's not Baldur's Gate 3, dude. 
It's the like, obvious winner, hand, isn't it? And, and you've played it. Oh, I haven't yeah. played it, but like, yeah. Like, hands down. Hands down. Like, and it's not just me saying that as, as a fan. I'm a fan of yeah, obviously of D&D, but I'm a fan of Larian Studios as well. But mm-hmm. just the consensus across the board, every big player, every big streamer, every big network, it's always game of the year. They're still releasing builds on their channels and they're, 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 their videos are still getting like 200K plus, like just for, for, for build videos on characters. And this is how many months afterwards? Like it is, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. The Yeah, it's insane. Not only has the game done super well, it's done super well for the community as a whole. It's it's shown Mm. so much light and publicity to the D&D franchise as well as to RPGs and the stories that they bring. But also mm. for the YouTubers that, that come in and, and make a living off these build videos and stuff like that, it's just like, like yeah, it's it's nuts. It's created like a whole economy mm. <laughs> based around a game. Dude. There's no way that doesn't win game of the year. No, I 100% agree. It's it's the clear <laughs> favorite. And even it was, you know, in, voted in best RPG as well. It's absolutely winning that. But for sure mm. against any of these titles. And I would say I've played a fair few of them. I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3, but I agree that has to be game of the year based on what I've heard, especially from you as well. But Resident Evil 4, I loved Resident Evil 4, but it's a remake. And, and, and I as, mm. as much effort as they put into that title, and it's phenomenal. It looks so good, plays really well. I really enjoyed it. I personally think because it's a remake, it probably shouldn't be in that game of the year list. That might be mm-hmm. a controversial opinion, but I think that's Agreed. a fair statement to say. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. I, I agree. Yeah. It had its time. It had its time. Yeah. I'm stoked it's back, but. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And then I will say this as well. I haven't played Alan Wake 2, and I know it's very good, but I saw a few people say that. They think it snuck in at the end there because it came out so close to when they all the journalists put in their nominations for Game of the Year. And you know what it's like? Like when a game is fresh in your mind, you're like, oh, God, this is so good. Yeah, it's going in Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. And that might give a little bit of a bias to the games that have come out towards the second end of the year. And then you kind of forget about what's come out earlier in the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's like if you dominate the fifth round. <laughs> exactly right. Or like the latter part yeah, of a round. It's 100%. You're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. But um, Tears of the Kingdom absolutely definitely needs to be there. I, I agree that's a second. And I'm still playing through Spider-Man 2 and I freaking yeah. love it. I don't think it's game of the year, but I would say, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is a clear winner there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. So let's move on to the second uh, topic. This was by far last week, the or in the, in the past few days even, the biggest talking point and the biggest piece of gaming news. So The Last of Us Part 2 is getting a remaster. Now, this has been a bit of a, a running joke with Naughty Dog because you had the last first Last of Us, that got remade on PlayStation 4, and then you had the other remake for PlayStation 5, The Last of Us Part 1. And then you had Last of Us Part 2. And now Last of Us Part 2 is getting a graphical enhancement. It's getting strange, but aside from that, there actually does seem to be a good deal here in place for for people. So if you already own Last of Us Part 2, you can get this edition for an additional $10. And with $10, not only do you get the very slight graphical enhancements, but you also get lost levels, full proper DualSense controller integration, new outfits, guitar free play, and a roguelike survival mode. 
So, Rob, if you own Last of Us Part 2 for $10 USD, that's actually not bad. If it was like you had to buy it again, that's a bit dodgy. But at the very least, if you already own the game, you can pretty easily upgrade. Definitely. You've you've got me. You've got me hook, line, and sinker. I, I see survival mode for 10 bucks. <laughs> A <Right>. roguelike? <laughs> get, get out of there. I know you would now, say that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I am, I am filthy that you didn't put it in to begin with, you sneaky bastards. But <laughs> for 10 bucks, that's like two coffees. Uh, yep. Yeah, you got me. You got me good. You got me good. Touche. Yeah. I'll give you my $10. <laughs> And it just gets more replayability out of a game. Like, I love Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2, but I can't bring myself to playing through the whole game again. But a roguelike survival mode, yeah, you jump in mm-hmm. for a few mm-hmm. weekends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. smash it out. That's easily $10 worth of value, in my opinion. Yep, definitely. You got me. Yeah. But I will say they need to stop remastering stuff and finally release the next game, whether it's Part 3 or they're doing something completely different. I don't know if they're still doing... Um, what's it called? The Last of Us multiplayer game. Apparently that was still planned. But let's see what Naughty Dog does next. Um, but Rob, unless you have anything to talk about, that was that was our games news for, for this week. No, that's it, mate. I like I said, still the it should have been in the original game, but you know, ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars you got me. Not an issue. Uh so the next segment is what we're watching, playing, and reading. Rob, have you been watching, playing, or reading anything new this week? I have just finished reading We Hunt Monsters, book seven. And cool. um, that book is sensational. Like I, I like it. Dude's so overpowered. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but his his obstacles and his challenges always get bigger. I, I really like the way the author has broken – like he, he's put in a way that – the character can, can you can get your power creep, but the challenges get exponentially bigger, and it makes sense. It's like a tower climber, but not it's continents, right? So yeah, he's cool. always got to get stronger because everything else is getting stronger. It's it's a it's a really cool approach, really cool approach. I I highly vouch for it. But I will say, I will say, the best book I've ever read, ever read, ever. is called <laughs> Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And okay. his, the sequel, Wise Man's Fear, best book mm. I've ever read. It is f- like ridiculous. It's artwork l- reading it. It's, I cannot vouch wow. for it enough. The third book after, pff, I don't know, it would have been like 10 years. There's a 10-year gap wow. Like the f- has just released. So I'm trying to build up the courage to do a full reread. hate doing that. <laughs> but... It's the type of book that deserves it. I won't read book three unless I reread one, two. That's fair. Like otherwise, uh, you're mm-hmm. kind of forgetting about everything, and you can't you can't yeah. connect all the references and the potential Easter eggs. Yeah. And like, who the hell was that character? You know, I get it. Yeah, and it, it's too good of a book to like. I I just won't do it justice. So yeah, I highly yeah, recommend fair. if you're looking for a book, that's the book to read. And in terms of playing, I've I've still been playing Rimworld. Been playing Rimworld, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> I play, I play on commitment mode and on hard settings with a bunch of mods that just make the game so hard. And so, like, my dude, dude dies in like the second day. I get punched on, like, I get raided. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so hard. I get, I get like 
three hours in and then everything just falls apart. I don't know. <laughs> and I wonder why I do it myself. Like why why do you yeah. why do I keep starting again? Why do I because I know in my soul I know that when I eventually get through it and I get that mm. triumph, it is gonna feel so sweet. So sweet. You know? Nothing yeah. if it's worth having what's the what's the saying? I don't know. I don't know. You got to fight for what you want, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm there for it. But that's what I've been doing. <laughs> did did, did you see all the comments from last week um, where people are like making fun of your PC breaking because you downloaded too many RimWorld mods? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. And to be fair, to be fair, they may they may have a point because I got I got carried away at one point. Like I got lazy and I just press collection subscribe, and there was like 450 mods. And it was chuggy. Even the playthrough I have now is about 149 mods or 140 mods, and it's it gets chuggy because they're like high-powered mods. Knowing what's going to happen next, this old PC that you're using right now, which I assume that you're playing it on, that's going to break too, and then you're going to have to wait for your new PC. <laughs> oh, let's, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But in, in terms of me, again, as I mentioned, I've still been playing through Spider-Man. It's like, I, I don't know, I play like 30 minutes to an hour as, a, at a time. I just, I like it in short bursts and then I'll go away and do something else. But I've been watching a hell of a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen. It is, Robert, no, it's not one of your favorites, but it's so freaking good. Um, it's the Shibuya incident arc and there was just the fight. Oh, this, I don't want to spoil people actually, but it was a, just a really, really big fight. It's freaking awesome. And then I've gotten into that. Do you know when you watch an anime and you're like, oh, crap, I just want to watch a bunch of YouTube videos about it. Tell me everything about the manga. I'm on a bit of a binge right now. People are telling me about Jujutsu Kaisen and everything, all, all the sorcerers. I, I'm just hooked, man. I, I freaking love it. And I want to give a <laughs> shout out to at KigRagnar616 asking, Johnny, have you watched Jujutsu Kaisen? Shout out to you, man. I absolutely have been and I've been freaking loving it. Rob, you need to get into it, bro. I don't know what you're doing over there. Mate, I watched the first <laughs> season. I just, I felt disrespected when they hit me with three flashbacks at the start of the second season, dude. It's all, but it's, it's important. A, it's a matter of principle. It's a matter of principle <sighs> at this point. It's a matter of principle. No. You know? Rob, yes. it's so good. You've Not got it. Principle. All right. I want to say this, though, and, and you might, I don't know if you're going to be offended by this, right? Talk about being disrespected. Shield Hero Season 2 is trash it is so bad and i talked up season one it's like season one is the most brilliant one of the most brilliant animes that i've ever watched it was fantastic and then season two this whole freaking earth turtle nonsense i don't know what happened man apparently season three is better <laughs> but season two just went off a cliff what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I, you knew I it too didn't season. you little shit i can't remember <laughs> season two at the top of my head dude like <laughs> I'm just laughing because anime has such a way of doing that. Like, Doesn't like you're, it? You're probably it's right. So like, you're probably right. <laughs> season one is very good, but season two is trash, man. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that is that is what I've been watching, playing, and I don't really read anything. Not enough time. But Rob, 
Let's move on to the final segment of the podcast. As always, we try Let's to go. answer as many of your questions as possible. This is technically some from last week, but a lot from the previous week as well, because we didn't have the chance to to answer them since the podcast mm-hmm. kind of broke. But first of all, let's uh, see the question from at Bruno Barbosa4457. Question, what are some animes you guys would recommend to a beginner? I'm currently watching Vinland Saga. And I've watched AOT, Death Note, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Rob, you can take this. You're the anime expert. What would you recommend to a beginner? Mm. I'm trying to I'm trying to put together his taste from what he's watched, but it, honestly, it just looks like he went to he clicked popular on Crunchyroll and just <laughs> and just, start, yeah. just started watching it from there, right? Um, yeah. Ah, what's a, a beginner? I don't know. You know, watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, dude. <laughs> I recommend that. Yeah, to I, no, no. it's so yeah, good. Yeah, 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 it's so good. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's really, really good. Like, and yeah, it falls off. Like the ending's a bit rushed. Okay, it's not a bad ending. It's just a bit rushed. But yeah, the, you've got like forty episodes to get there, and you know that that's yeah. of good episodes, no fillers or bullshit or anything like that. It's 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 good. It's good. Watch yeah. that. Or you just need to go into it accepting that pretty much like the mm-hmm. last battle is like two episodes. And and don't yeah. don't go in expecting this is going to be some grand epic thing. So long as you settle your expectations yeah. about that. Or, yeah, as Rob said, the rest of it's amazing. Mm. Or watch Goblin Sayer. You know? Shut <laughs> You'll up, find bro. it real quick Shut which side the of the fence. Hell up. <laughs> You'll find no. it real quick which side of the fence you're on. <laughs> no beginner <laughs> yeah, to anime <laughs> should touch Goblin Slayer with a freaking yeah, 100 foot pole. 100%. Goblin no. Slayer 2's coming out. I'm about to rewatch Goblin Slayer 1. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. No Dude, way. It's great. Like, I remember it's great. I love you recommended the simplicity it. No. of him. No. no. It's, sure, but mate, like, it's, it's so good. Nah. That first, the first episode is a is like a bit of a bit of a gauntlet of fire, right? But then you get through yeah. it, and the dude's a G. The dude's a G. He's the he would have to be one of the coolest main characters I've ever seen. Just no nonsense, no. There's there's no lines of morality. There's just him and killing goblins. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's honestly the Doom Slayer of goblins, right? Like that—that's the best comparison right? if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a medieval skip Doom the Slayer. first episode. Don't listen to Rob. No, don't skip, skip, the, skip first the first episode. episode. You don't it, need to watch no. it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yes, you do, because oh, that's I... what puts everything in context. It makes you hate goblins. You have to watch it. You have to. You can't hate goblins enough to enjoy the rest of the anime if you don't watch that first I... episode. I disagree. And, they and, could have done and something let's not, different. Let's let's be honest, bro. It's not like you've <laughs> ever haven't thought what would really happen <laughs> if no, we went adventuring with, with bipedal <laughs> orcs and goblins, dude. Like uh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Half orcs, but yeah, half orcs are a thing. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it's not. A beginner anime. It is like when you've watched again AOT, Death Note, all the main ones in Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. and you're looking for something a bit different. <laughs> then you start considering anime like like Goblin Slayer. I will say this though, Rob. I I I, I don't know if you've watched the rest of it. I forgot to mention this. Have you watched Bungo Stray Dogs or Bungo Stray Dogs? I I started it but fell off. It's got a lot of main characters for me. 
Fair enough. I, I just started watching it. it. I'm two episodes it's in. Really it's, it's, I, I really it's really like good. It. Yeah. It's fun. I really like it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I just, it's got a lot of main characters and I don't like the shifting of perspective too much. Fair enough. I, I will say, this is what I'll say. I, I started to notice this when I was watching Jujutsu Kaisen and it's probably because it had been a, a while since I'd, I'd watched it previously. But there are so many names and so many characters that you have to be aware of. And when you go a little bit without watching an anime like that, you come back in, you're like, who the hell are half of these people? Like it's aside from mm. Yuji and, and, and Hanami and some of the main guys, all these random characters, I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I, I've re- that's why I'm watching YouTube videos to kind of refresh my memory on what was in the, in the movie and what was in the first season because I'm like, who the hell is this dude? My memory is bad. <laughs> so I, I kind of mm. agree. Uh, next question that we have is from at Sadith94. If you had to pick one character from Street Fighter to have all their abilities, who would you pick? Rob? Ooh, Ooh that's a tricky one. Can I say um, it can't be Akuma? Because oh. Akuma, I think, is an obvious answer. No, no, no. I'd probably <laughs> pick M. Bison. Oh, psycho power. That's a good one. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, dude that psycho power can teleport, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> That's really good. No, I, I like it. Um, I'm not going to say Ryu or Ken because that's, that's kind of obvious. I would probably say, oh, hey, this is a really, Balrog. really hard one. <laughs> pick Balrog. No. No, wait, punch hard. That's all he has. No actual power. You can do it now. You can do it now. Like, just start boxing. Like, <laughs> get Balrog's power tomorrow. <laughs> you can say the same about Zangief and you're just a wrestler, but you're a giant Russian yeah, wrestler. Dude, pick Zangief. <laughs> uh, Zangief is a good shout. All right, here, here's who mm. I'll say, and it's a bit of a funny choice, but how cool would it be to be Dal Sim if you really think about it? Dalsim will be sick. I was going to say Dalsim. I don't know. He's a little yeah. weird, but. Yeah, but stretch your arms, you blow fire. I reckon those are cool mm. abilities to have. You can never break your arms or your bones because it's just all loose, you know? Mm. Mm. Next mm. question mm. that we have is from Mr. Lillian1. And Rob might make a, a bonus clip from this one, but let's see. Mr. Lillian One asks, why is no one mentioning the fact that Aspinall took the fight on 14 days notice? Pavlovich was the official backup and was training effectively for it. You know what was interesting, Rob? Barely anybody mentioned this when Jones and Stipe mm-hmm. got cut and he was set to fight Pavlovich. We, I don't even think we mentioned it. No one mentioned the fact that Aspinall was coming off the couch effectively. Pavlovich was already training. And then he went on to do what he did. He freaking beat him. He knocked him out. That that is crazy, right? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm just trying to find now. Like, didn't he have a fight not too far in front of it? Oh, I, I feel like it wasn't like out of it nowhere. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he he no, fought. You're right. like, didn't he fight only, uh, Tybora? Yeah, he fought, fought Tybora in July. <clears throat> yeah. July, August, no, August, September, October, November. Yeah. It's four months. Yeah. So it's a decent time. Yeah. Yeah. He did win in the first round again. It's, you know, like, <laughs> it's not like he, he took a ton of damage <laughs> and had to work himself out. He, yeah, I, I guess, I guess he probably, he probably should be getting more, 
more recognition for that fact. But I feel like it was, yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he wasn't, it wasn't completely off guard. I don't know, man. I don't know. I could- now that I think about it, I mean, 14 days notice, it's not so far removed from what Volk did and what Usman did. And he actually, like, won it and not just win it, but he won it convincingly by yeah. knockout in the first round against the arguably, I would say, hardest hitter in the UFC, in, in heavyweight if UFC, but God, mm. you got to say that's Aspinall now, right? Because he's so quick. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could, uh, yeah, I could argue. A bunch of different things, but you're 100% right. Now, yeah. he needs his props. 14 days notice, like hats off to him. Yeah. Go in there and perform as spectacularly as he did. Mm, unreal. For sure. Next question that we have is from at Phil the Mark. Question for Robin Johnny. Why do you think it feels as if games are improving too fast for consoles to keep up? This new console gen was supposed to be mind-blowing, but then we get Starfield locked at 30 frames per second. Rob, what do you reckon of this one? I think games have always been ahead of the consoles. Like, like yeah. it obviously didn't start that way, but it, it quickly, games quickly surpassed what consoles could keep up with because mm. we, we have computers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I mean, like, it's because there is a long time in between drinks. Like, console generations can go up to, like, seven years or whatever it is on average. Um that's just there's no way that games can't not improve in, in in the meantime. And and I really do suspect you saw this especially with the PS4, where towards the end of the life cycle of the PS4, devs like really figured that console out and they were able to create like amazing, really optimized titles. And the best title is like The Last of Us as an example of that. I reckon as you get on in this console generation, because we're still about midway through or so, that Titles will start to really ramp it up. You will see much better optimization and you will mm. see better frame rates because they've, they've just figured out these consoles and, and they know what makes them tick. But I get it. It's, it's mainly it. As Rob said, it's because new GPUs, new CPUs come out every year and devs are like, well, we're going to obviously take advantage of that. We need to be able to use that hardware. And that's why games improve and consoles are kind of left behind. That's always the way that it's been and it's the benefit of, being, uh, of getting a PC. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Sean Ting, 1518. Johnny, what did you think of Vinland Saga Season 2? Rob has mentioned that he loves anime that hits you. There is no other hard-hitting show out there than Vinland Saga 2. That is the realest statement that that I've ever seen. Rob, I I know. It's not. Come on, man. Did you watch Season 2? Did you you watch it? I haven't. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. can't say. You can't. Is say. season one anything to go off? I would say season two is much better, way way better. But is is season one anything to go off? Were there feels in season one? Oh, for sure, for sure. But there was way more feels no. in season two. No, no. I, I, I would say. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, listen for it for a second. Season two, I think. It really focused on character development, especially for Thorfinn and a lot of the main characters. Like the journey that they went on from the start to the end, that was way harder hitting to me than what we saw in season one. And I really liked season one, but season two, bro, it just took it to another level. And you will hear a lot of people saying that this year, Vinland Saga season two was probably one of the best anime drops for sure. I know you don't like it, but it's true. It's objectively true. 
All right? No, no, it's <laughs> not objectively too. Like, who, who says this? You and your mates. You and your mates. please. You, no. you, seating one five one eight, and all your mates. <laughs> Rob, I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna put you on game right no. now. Watch this. No, no, no. Watch this. I'm gonna say for anyone that's watched until this point in the episode, if you've watched Finland Saga season two, leave your honest thoughts in the comments below. I won't influence you either way. And let's just see what happens, all right? Because I reckon they're going to- Anime of the year? A villain Saga season That's two. That's what you said. Like a, you said anime yeah, of the I'm year. I'm asking their opinion. In some people's opinions, yeah, okay. not okay. necessarily mine. I would say it's nah. up there, though, for it's, sure. It's, it's, nah, nah. Uh, oh, right. oh, let's see oh, what people wait, say in the comments. Of, 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 of this year, maybe. I don't know, this year's anime was be how you're going. I didn't say all time. I said this year. I said this yeah, year. yeah. This year, <laughs> this year hasn't been great. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, maybe, it, yeah. maybe, maybe. I don't know. I reckon this year's been all right. Maybe. There's been some some hitters. Um, but yeah, let's see what people in the comments say. I'm I don't, actually, actually you, you know what? Like that Mashoku Tenchi or whatever it's called is so good. Like, I haven't watched that yet. Actually, so good. Go. Like Mishoku. it's so good. It is. Um, Oh, Put yeah. you on a roller coaster because it, it goes like real serious, not serious, real serious. Like it's it's a bit weird. It's it's a really yeah. good one. I reckon it's better better than Vinland Saga easily, easily. I'll give it a. I need yeah. to give it a watch. I reckon so. There's, if you want feels, bro, though, if you want feels, yeah. okay, everyone mm. who who thinks who thinks they want feels in anime, <laughs> watch You Lie in April. Watch okay. that anime. How, when is, was that released? Was that a while back? Ridiculous, made me cry. Not gonna lie, I'm not I'm man enough Shit. to say it. It made me cry. All right, yeah. All right, it's hard. It's it's being added to the watch list. I hope that I am able to find it on on Crunchyroll. So there's good, there's dude. a few. It's so annoying, bro. I don't know why. This is an Australian specific thing. Even though Crunchyroll and Funimation should have merged already, there's some anime that only has the first season on Funimation still. It does my yeah. head in and it was yeah, it yeah, uh, for metal yeah. alchemist was the exact same why yeah and i'm not about to subscribe to both it pisses me no off. <laughs> one punch man oh, as well we can't watch it in australia oh, unless we're on funimation it's so stupid it's so annoying anyways uh most serious question of the podcast to to wrap things up at right. mmr right. superior right. great name I'm ready. Been loving the podcast, boys. Now time to get down to the nitty gritty. Would you rather have two meter long arms or six six inch legs? Rob? That's that's like as in only six inches of leg. Of leg, yeah. Like only this much. Is More that really a question? Like, I would hundred percent get two meter long arms. <laughs> I'd get two meter long arms right this second if I could. I don't need, I'd like it, uh, an either either. Like I'd just take it if they offered. It, if they do come to my house and said, "Bro, I can give you two meter long arms," I'd take it. <laughs> could you imagine when they're reading out your UFC stats? And your reach is <laughs> like two be, meters. <laughs> I'd be keeping people away from my jab in the car park. You'd be in the octagon, and I'd be, I'd be, I'd be smoking them at the end of my jab. From down the hallway. It'd be sick, uh, dude. Don't tell me it wouldn't. Uh, Think of the body lock I'd have. 
<laughs> Could you imagine touching gloves with two meter arms? <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, I'd be able to fight him from my seat. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd, be able to, I'd be able to fight him from the first row of the arena. That would be the best. It's, it's, it's not even a hardcore question. Go, tell, go, make my day and tell me, tell me you'd go for six inch legs. <laughs> <laughs> Make my day and tell me and argue with me that you would have six inch legs, dude. <laughs> oh, <I'm crying>. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to ride one of those, you know, like the little monkey on a tricycle with the symbols? You'd be able to ride one of those too with a huge torso. Like, oh. Uh, that is probably the hardest I've laughed on the podcast. I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is episode 27 of the Ever Market podcast. Holy shit, that was so funny! Oh, keep the questions coming. That was freaking great. Yes, <laughs> yes, please, please do keep the questions coming, even if we don't answer your questions at the end we do have a bank where we're saving heaps of them up or we try to get it to the week after but also yep. we do digest a lot of the comments and incorporate that into our rundown into our run sheet the week uh, mm -hmm. for the for next week's episode you see actively how much we utilize your suggestions and comments and recommendations in how we structure the cast and what we're talking about. So, um, yeah. yeah, thank you very much for all those suggestion comments. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and do all the other bits and bobs. Tell your friends from your window, yada, yada, yada. <laughs>